Blessings, one and all, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about aging men and women and the feeling of irrelevance. Now, before we get into the show, uh, I just want to say that before I started uh, podcasting again in 2023, I had two really great ideas that I was drawn to. One was Angels of Urantia, and the other was the Urantian Mystic. And I really liked both of these shows, but I settled more or less on Angels of Urantia. But I decided after doing a couple of shows that maybe I wanted to try a couple of shows of the Urantian Mystic. And maybe at the end we'll take a vote and see which one people like, uh, you know, better. And I decided to do this because I still have that pull toward, uh, you know, the mystic side of life. This is something that I've studied and been into for, you know, many years. I consider myself to be uh, a mystic. And uh, also, you know, a couple people chimed in and said, well, we don't really know how we feel about the (laughs) the new show. We like it better when you talk about the self-development, the personal uh, kind of things. And, uh, you know, that's what we enjoy hearing you talk about. Not so much the um, kind of the conspiracy type of thing. So, you know. Maybe that was a sign from above, and I just decided, hey, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do a couple of shows of the Arantian Mystic, and then we'll see what everyone thinks and how I feel, and we'll take it from there. And this is uh, uh, certainly something I'm very passionate about is mysticism, and I want to delve from the mystic perspective into this notion of aging men and women and the feeling of irrelevance. Now, if you look on the internet, this has been something that's been uh, kind of poking its, uh, you know, ugly head up for a while now. A lot of articles, a lot of blogs, a lot of um, people in uh, counseling and, you know, psychology writing articles about this and uh, what inspired me to uh, talk about this topic was that it, it showed up in uh, the news feed on Google News on you know on, on the internet and I, I saved the article and it was on psychology today I think it was posted January uh, 23rd I, I think this article came out. So the idea is that as men and women grow older and retire from their careers, they start to feel very depressed, very unfulfilled, and even start to feel irrelevant. Who are they? How do they fit into the world? Do they matter anymore as as individuals and as human beings? They go through a bit of uh, an identity crisis, you know, who they used to be. They're no longer that person, you know, whether they were a teller at the bank, a CEO, a manager at the grocery store, uh, a line worker in a factory, whatever they they happened to to devote so many years of their lives to, 
is no longer there. That's gone. They're retired. They're older. They don't get up every day and 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 go to work and go to the daily grind. So there's that sense of emptiness. What do I do now? Who am I now? And it's not unusual to see people. And and, and this this is a problem that you know stems way back. You know because of the the system we currently live in. And I've heard of many people, you know, who had uh, nervous breakdowns,、uh, you know, some kind of psychological、uh, break after retirement, or just became, you know, so chronically depressed they didn't even know how to live in the world anymore, and ended up committing suicide, or therefore shortly after became, you know, gravely ill and passed away. You know, some of them only in their、uh, later sixties or you know early seventies. It was kind of like the spouse who passes away, and then the other spouse, you know, passes away. Therefore, you know, very shortly after, it's like you know the job is the spouse, the career is the spouse. Once that's gone. The person feels they have nothing to live for, so there's that sense of、uh, irrelevance. And you know, this is a very big problem. And and I've seen people, I know people, who were very hard workers, you know, and worked many many years at at the same company. And when they retired, they had a really hard time. You know, some of them started drinking. They 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 went through you know mood changes, mood swings, life crisis. You know,、uh, some of them things got so bad where、uh, they divorced later in life. They they left their families. So there's a whole host of problems that go along with this. You know, for men and women, and you'll you'll find a lot of articles online. Particularly about、uh, aging men and irrelevance, but this happens to women too. You know where women, you know, are out in the workforce. You know they're they're working a career. They retire. Now who are they? How do they spend their time? They they don't know how to get up and not go to work every day. Their whole world、uh, revolved around this. It's what they talked about at the dinner table. It's what they talked about over dinner if they were out in a restaurant with their friends. Well, how was your work week? Well, you know, they did this and I did that, and this is happening. And oh, there's going to be the merger. There could be layoffs. You know, everything was centered. That was the nucleus of life. And when that's gone, how do people survive? How do they start to feel? Do they feel irrelevant? Do they feel lost? Now, the article on psychology today suggests that people explore, you know, older men and women explore their inner world as they get older. Now, that's a great idea, but the way the individual tells the aging and retired man and woman to explore the inner world. Is to get into therapy. Find a therapist and talk about yourself. 
you know, what are your likes, what are your dislikes, you know, what motivates you, who are you, problems, you know, how are you feeling, are there, you know, are there things that really scarred you in life or whatever the case may be. Now, this is better than nothing, and it's it's certainly a start. And I have nothing against therapy. I think a lot of people need counseling. People need therapy. I myself am a uh, certified spiritual counselor. So I talk to a lot of people in a week, in a month, uh, trying to help uh, get them back on track and overcome obstacles in their life. Some people have lost faith through some kind of tragedy and you know they need help getting that spiritual foundation back underneath uh, their feet underneath their lives so therapy and counsel uh, and counseling are fantastic tools but you know one of the problems that we see with it is that how many people do you know the listener how many people do you know that have been in therapy for years and they really haven't made that much improvement in their lives? They're still going through the same problems. They're still rehearsing the same problems. They still have the same hurts and bruised egos and triggers in their lives. Now, certainly therapy is helping to hold them together to a degree, but it hasn't helped them get beyond the problem. And so therapy can become just another, for lack of a better word, just another crutch that we lean on to get us through. You know, now it's not my job that is my sense of identity and helps me cope with reality and and life uh, it's my therapist you know I have to see my therapist you know for every little thing so it, it can become kind of a band-aid for people that doesn't really get them beyond the issues beyond the pain beyond the sense of loss beyond the feelings of feeling irrelevant or like they don't matter in the world anymore because you know they're they're not the CEO of some big company they're not you know working in the office anymore you know behind their desk doing whatever it is that they do you know they've lost their sense of purpose so what do they do where do they go from here I would put forth in this particular podcast that, as I said, therapy is a start and exploring your inner world is a wonderful thing. In fact, it's the key thing to overcome a lot of these negative and depressed feelings and this doesn't matter if you're older, if you're younger. I mean, there's a lot of people right now that are depressed, a lot of people that are on 
antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, going to therapy, going, you know, to counseling. And some people, you know, have uh, the wherewithal, you know, where it helps and they pull themselves up by the bootstraps and go on. But a lot of people are stuck in that going to therapy, being medicated cycle. And what happens if they don't take their medication? Well, they fall back into the feelings of depression and anger or anxiety or whatever the case may be. So, you know, there's a lot of people of every age that are, you know, going through something and suffering with depression. So this is relevant for everyone to explore the inner world. But what does it mean to explore your inner world? Well, to me, being someone who is a mystic, it has a very different meaning than going to therapy and knowing myself and talking about my problems and getting an antidepressant. To me and to any other mystics out there, going within means going within yourself and finding the presence of God within you. You know, the Bible is very clear that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God lives in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us. The Urantia book tells us that uh, the Father Fragment, the Spirit of God, or what the Urantia book calls the Thought Adjuster, because the Spirit of God is always in us, uh, giving us flashes of insight and uh, you know, information to do the will of God and choose for our highest good. So the Bible and the Arantia book tell us the Father lives in us. God is in us. And to the mystic, exploring the inner world is going within and connecting with that divine spark, that divine spirit, that father fragment, as the Arantia book calls it, within you. Now, how do we do that and why is it important? Well, there's several different ways you can do it. The way that I generally do it, um, and many call it going into the silence. So the way I go into the silence to explore the inner world is first I pray. If there's something I need uh, specific guidance about, I will ask for that guidance. Dear God, before I go into the silence today to commune with your spirit within me, I'm asking for counsel. I'm asking for help. I'm asking for advice with whatever it is. And I open my mind, I open my heart, I open myself to you to lead me, to guide me, to help me, to show me the way. And then I give thanks for the guidance and the counsel. 
And then I just close my eyes and I breathe. I focus on the breath. And then I just imagine myself going deeper into myself, deeper into my own consciousness. And I become aware of the presence of God in my consciousness. Sometimes I imagine that I'm lighting a candle in the center of my heart and that light glows within me and then glows all around me. And that glow represents the light of God, the sacred space within. And I just sit in that light. And sometimes while I'm sitting in that light, I invite God to, to sit with me. Or I'll invite Christ to sit with me. Or invite the angels to sit with me. And then I just listen. And with practice, you'll become aware of that greater presence within you and around you. And you realize that you really are visiting with the Father. You really are visiting with Christ. You really are visiting with the angels. And you just breathe and listen and be open. And you will be maybe right away, maybe with a little practice because this is a practice and sometimes it takes time to get good at it. I've been doing this for years, so uh, it takes me a lot less time to, to get into that uh that state of mind where I'm sitting in the presence. But you will be surprised that the insights, the messages, the things that will flash before your mind. And this is the Spirit of God, the thought adjuster within you, giving you that advice, the Father within telling you what you need to hear. And sometimes it takes you in a very different or surprising direction that you never would have thought of was the answer to your problem. And you come out of that moment of sitting in the silence and you say, wow, those are the moments that you really know that you were visiting with God. Because the answer you were looking for was something so different than what you thought it should be or would be. That you know that that answer came from a source other than yourself. And see, when we have a daily practice of sitting in the silence, that's when we really become aware of who we truly are. That's when we, we really begin to explore that inner world. And we begin to know, sometimes little by little, sometimes in leaps and bounds, to know that the things around us in this world, our job, the economy, politics, the things in the news, the things that we worry about, are just problems created by human beings in this world, human beings who don't have 
a consciousness of God around them or in them. And they're just blundering through thinking that money or earthly wisdom or education or their own egos or their job or their identity in that job, the title, I'm the CEO, I'm the president, I'm whoever, you know, uh, that title says I am, you begin to realize that you're more than that. And then when you begin to realize that there's more than this and you're more than that, it begins to take your interests in a different direction. You begin to explore life in directions you never thought you would before. You begin to mature, you, you begin to grow, you begin to become more seasoned. You see a larger picture of the world around you and yourself. And you realize how limited that picture was before. And as you take time to practice being in the silence in the presence of God each day and, and begin to grow in that, there comes the time where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you retire if you lose your job, if there's bad things happening in the news, or if there's problems happening here on planet Earth, naturally, you know, you acknowledge the problems. You may have some concern, but you're not so overwhelmed where you're living in fear, you're living in dread, or if you're an aging man or woman, you're not feeling irrelevant because you lost that job. You're not suffering with your identity because you now know who you are. And you know that there's many other directions that your life can go in right now to deepen even more who you truly are, who you truly know that you are deep within. And all of this may sound like it's pie in the sky or, oh, that's too good to be true. But I, I promise you that it's not. Every mystic throughout time in every religious tradition has said the same thing. In one way or another, they have said your meditation mat is your therapist. That's your place of counsel. That's your place of therapy. I've even heard Muslims say who, you know, they have the, the prayer mat or the prayer rug that they take out three times a day and they kneel and they pray. And I've heard many Muslims say that prayer rug, that prayer mat, that's my place of therapy. Because anything that's bothering me, anything that I'm wrestling with, anything that I need to know, I take it to God, I take it to Allah in prayer, on that prayer mat when I pray. And then when I'm done praying, I just sit and I listen. What is God saying back to me? And they all say the same thing. Sooner or later, he always answers. 
So you don't see a lot of mystics or a lot of people that really cherish and practice that connection with God. You don't really see a lot of those kinds of people going to therapy or needing antidepressants or feeling like they're a nobody if circumstances in this material world begin to change around them because they're strong in who they are. They know who they are. Their faith is strong. They know God has their back no matter what. And they know he's going to guide them no matter what. The answer will always come one way or another. And I can tell you from experience that it always does. And we just can't sit back and say, you know, I don't think anyway that, you know, we can just say, well, I'm a religious person and, you know, that's enough. You know, because when COVID started, when all the shutdowns were happening, how many people, and, and in the beginning, uh, during the first two weeks of the COVID pandemic, how many people you know, or committing suicide because they couldn't get up and go to work. They couldn't stand being home with their wife and their kids. They were breaking down, you know, and many of them that, that you heard about on the news, they said, well, you know, they don't, you know, they were people of faith. They had a great love for God, a great love for Jesus, you know. But there was a component that was missing and, and I'm, I may do a podcast on this one way or another um, on this topic because I think it's important. There's a difference in following an outward religion and its creeds and its doctrines and what it teaches you to believe. And mystics call that uh, the outward practice, the outward practice of religion. So there's a, there's a vast difference in just participating in the outward practice of religion and going within and experiencing God. And that is what the Arantia book calls when we share our inner life with God, we experience God. And we begin to have experiences with God. And this is true religion. And on that, uh, on that particular note, uh, a greater truth has, has never been spoken because there is a vast difference. And so it doesn't matter if you're old, if you're young, if you're getting ready to retire and you're feeling worried about it. If you've been retired for a while and you're feeling depressed, it's never too late to take up the practice of sitting in the silence. If you're a, a young person and you're just having trouble navigating this world, you're being bullied in school, there's so, there's so much peer pressure on social media, how we have to look 
how we have to talk, how we have to be, what we have to like. Everything is dictated by trends and popularity. If you're a young person who's having trouble navigating all that, you're, you're, you're feeling lost in the fray. You're feeling like nobody likes the real you, or you don't really have a lot of friends because you're not, you're not giving into a lot of these trends or maybe you're, maybe you're hopping on the trend bandwagon and you want to jump off of that train. It's never too late as a young person to start going into the silence because inevitably Eventually, as you practice, it will be your saving grace for the rest of your life. So that, my friends, is what I feel the most important thing and the most powerful practice and thing that we can do for ourselves to help ourselves from feeling depressed, from feeling irrelevant, feeling like we don't know who we are, feeling like we don't fit in, feeling like we're struggling. It's the, one of the most important, if not the most important thing uh, we can do for ourselves. And I think another important topic to uh, talk about in the future is, you know, what is what is true mysticism because you hear a lot of mainstream religion. I just saw a video on YouTube today um, that just kind of popped up, you know, the dangers of mysticism, you know, mysticism, you know, the dangers, you know, rather than, uh, you know, basing things on personal experience rather than the authority of scripture. Well, there's a lot that can be said about that. And uh, that is a very, um, incorrect way to look at mysticism. But a lot of these people who say this are also looking at a form of mysticism that is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fanatical, um, maybe a bit delusional because unfortunately we, uh, we live on planet earth and there's people that will take the best of things and, kind of run in the wrong direction with them. So um, don't believe everything you hear as far as mysticism, you know, going within, oh, this, this, this is bad because it's, it's not. It's one of the most healthy, wonderful, inner strength building tools you'll ever have in your life. So I hope this uh, podcast was helpful to someone out there today. Let me know what you thought of this show, uh, as opposed to the Angels of Urantia. And uh, like I said, maybe in the end, we'll, uh, we'll take a little bit of a, a vote uh, on things. Um, I enjoy doing this show, so chime in. Let me know what you think. Uh, send me an email, nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. I'll leave my email in the description below. Give me a shout drop me a line and I will talk to you next time here on the podcast until then as I always say stay in the light stay in love and walk with the angels I'll talk to you next time God bless